225CR Galaxy Talk Radio here at Roslyn's Corner. I welcome everyone. Come on into my room, into my home. Sit down and relax. Put your feet up. As usual, you know, I've been gone for a minute, doing a few things here and there, but I am back with, you know what, bells on. I'm ready to roll. There's going to be so much going on right now, and I'm so excited what this new year is going to be bringing uh, our way for T25CL, for our artists, for everyone all around. I mean, I've been making some great, great new connections uh, with people. Uh, Cheryl Barnes, who's a great a jazz singer, uh, a few other folks that I've met along the way, and, you know, and friends, old friends that we have here as well. But I always like to say, you know, when I start out, I always like to talk about our company, 225CL Entertainment LLC. We're a great, innovative company. We're a global platform, and I always say this, is that's a global platform for pay-per-view distribution of independent music artists that has been established just for that. And look, I invite you to go to our website, www.t25cl, and view all the great artists whose music, of course, is available for download and even um, videos that we're going to be having soon, um, music that we're going to be having soon. I mean, I've been meeting new authors who've got books out there. We're looking to, in the future, maybe get an e-book up on our website. I mean, so many great, great things are happening and coming our way. And if you are independent music artist, even film, and you want to get out there on a global scale, T25CL is the avenue for you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you know, and I welcome all my guests, all my listeners who are out there uh, here in the motherland, across the board in the United States and internationally. Okay, but you know what I always like to do? You know, I, I, I want to do this because my friend, that my guest that I'm having on tonight is such a phenomenal, phenomenal musician, an all-around great brother. But look, I want you to let you know, this artist, and his name is none other than Ronnie Hudson, is a, he's an artist and an innovative bassist, composer, producer, and he has decades, decades of music that made his mark in this world of music. I mean, he has a passion and an artistry. I mean, he's skillful across the board. I mean, none like no other that I've seen basses, okay? This gentleman has even been on with uh, greats like Isaac Hayes uh, in the movie Shaft. He's contributed in that way. But, you know, so much that has happened. Even he's been a uh, with Rufus Thomas uh, and so many other people, Luther Ingram. I mean, the list goes on and on. But ladies and gentlemen, there is none other than I would like to say that my brother has gotten his recognition for originating the song West Coast Pop Rock and his street people band. Their song was a song that has inspired a legend in his own right, and it was used in the movie Straight Out of Compton. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight I want you to welcome my friend, my guest, Ronnie 
Hudson. Welcome, Ronnie. Hello. How are, how are you? I am so great. I'm so great. Great having you back on, my friend. Thank you. And thanks for having me. Oh, you're uh, so welcome. Yeah. You're so welcome. You know, I I know that, you know, so many people who know you because you're so well known, but we have the new new generation now that really need to hear exactly. Uh, let's ask you before I get on my calls because I've got callers lined up right now already. Oh, oh, boy. oh yeah, oh, yeah. They, they want to hear. They want to listen. They want to hear from the great basis himself. Uh, but... <clears throat> There has been so much um, um, that has happened in your life. Just give us a little tidbit of even how it started, because you could have played so many different instruments. But, I mean, what made you play the bass? Well, I started off by trying to play the guitar, and I must have been around 13 years old. And I was doing okay. I, I had a friend. And I used to, he used to pick me up every day, and I would ride with him in his car. And he told me, he said, you're running, it's funny that you're, you're learning to play the guitar, but you're hovering all of the bass parts that are, that are on the radio, and you seem to know all of the songs on the radio, every bass part. And I said, well, what is the bass? <laughs> <laughs> and he said, <laughs> he said, well, the bass is another instrument. And he said, you, you hum that instrument quite a bit. And I said, is it like a guitar? And he said, sort of. And he said, I bet you you could play it. And I said, no, I, I could never do that. And he said, oh, yes, you can. He said, um, and he fooled me. He said, listen, whatever you hear in your head that you hear and you can hum, you can play. And my curiosity shot up to 1,000. And I said, really? He said, yes. I said, how do I get a, a bass guitar? He says, um, I, I've got one. I'll bring it over. And he says, uh, it might take you about a week, but you'll learn a, a couple of songs, maybe. One good one, at least. But when he came back the following week, I had learned 10 songs. Wow. Because he said, because he said whatever I could hum out of my head, I could play. And I knew all everything on the radio, the top forties. <laughs> I could hum them, and that's how I became a bass player. <laughs> my my goodness! Well, let me ask you: when you be, when you became, I mean, even before um, you even thought about playing a bass, playing any musical instruments, did you come from a musical family? Did your 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 siblings or your parents that was into music? I did come from a musical family. My mom. Could play the guitar to some, you know, she could play it some. And then my uncle Paul, uh, uh, I had an uncle named Wade who played the guitar. And then I had an uncle Paul who really encouraged me as a kid. I must have been five years old. And I, I have a book coming out that I'm writing, and I'm somewhere near close to the final uh, points of it. And um, in this book, it explains how. I was influenced by my uncle Paul, and uh, and uh, it tells a really good story about Ronnie Hudson. But yeah. that's how I became a bass player, and uh, <laughs> I've been playing the bass ever since. I, I, I think I was 16 when I first played my first club gig, and 
And, uh, of course, they didn't check you those days like they do now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There was yes, so much different, different then. You were able to fly through. <laughs> you through yeah, that it was, oh. <laughs> it was kind of easy, you know. And, mm-hmm. and musicians actually got a chance to, to to get up there and do their thing and, uh, and, and, and go someplace, you know. Exactly. I mean, even back then, I mean, I remember when his kids, man, you, they, you get up on the stage and do a little jam session, you know. You got the exposure. Cool. <laughs> well, you know what? I have so many callers on the line right now, Ronnie, that are looking to talk to you, to ask you questions, uh, to share um, their thoughts of, you know, the, the music that has inspired them. Um, but ladies and gentlemen, tonight I've got Ronnie Hudson on the line, who's a, the most fantastic bassist player out there who has played with the greats and now he has played in the major movie his music is out there straight out of Compton do you know and this is what I heard too I just heard this just today that straight out of Compton is being voted one of the best films of the year it's like the the whole the movie itself is coming up for Grammy Award. Um, wow, how about that? Two, for two other major awards in the movie industry, and Ronnie, you are part of that. I am so proud of you, brother. So proud of you, how about Okay, well, let how me. About that? Yeah, I'm serious. Okay, we got a caller on the line here. A caller from California. Caller, give us your name and where you're calling in from. Ken Moore from uh, Inland Empire. Ken Moore, hello, my friend. How hello, are you? Oh, hello there. <laughs> hello, how are you? I am great and fantastic. I see you got Mr. Hudson on the show. I've always wanted to meet him. Well, there you go. Here he is. Yeah, man, that's a that. beautiful thing. Hey, sir, I appreciate you, sir. And I have one question for you. Uh, how have you survived all these years as crazy as the business is? <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's a great question. I think if I had not been in the business, if, if I had stopped recording, uh-huh. to some degree when you stop recording, you're, you're not out of the business, but yeah. you're not in the music industry as much. Yeah. Uh, to some degree you are, but once you stop recording, and and, and there are many of us who do, and we continue on, you know, that that path of it. It really gets really nice when you don't got to record anymore and you're known for, you know, something that you've done that was really outstanding. Fantastic. In this sense, in what we're speaking now, uh-huh. I'm one of those guys who many of people never knew that, that I played, played an instrument. So okay. many of other guys kind of fell by the wayside once their career, singing career, whatever, were over, or or they would do other things that you know we wouldn't hear much of them anymore. With me, I was able to continue with an instrument and became pretty well known from doing some of the uh, uh, doing some of the things in the music industry uh, with actually record labels. Uh, well, mainly stack records, uh, oh, okay. and I'll and I'll go on and say that I was the bass player for stack records, and for, for those uh, that was uh, 
you know, around during those days, they probably remember Isaac Hayes and Lucy wow. Ingram and the Otis Redding, uh, so many uh, stacked artists. And I had the privilege of being the bass player, the house bass player for the record label. And that's where I really, really got my, a, a, a good start uh, by learning the, the industry and and people taking you there and, and showing you and taking you under their wing. Uh, right. I don't know how much of that goes on these days. <laughs> I know it's crazy. Well, I, 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 I really totally appreciate you. You still got a book coming out, huh? Yes, I do. It, it should be out uh, next year. Okay, and it, fantastic. It's simply, it, it's simply called Ronnie. And oh, okay. It tells, it tells about Ronnie Hudson from uh, about five years old to the present. Okay. And, uh, hopefully, uh, it, I hope you find it very interesting. It, I will. I mean, brother, brothers who've been around and are smart as you are, uh, it's sharing the knowledge like you're doing tonight. I really appreciate you, and I want to say that firsthand. And I want to stay in touch with you. So if it's okay, I'll, you know, give Rosal my number later on after the show or tomorrow and get yours. Okay, we'll, we'll work that out. Okay, Ken Moore. And, and, and appreciate you, so you man. Yeah. Uh, I'm, look, I'm looking forward, but you got, you got a new friend already, brother. <laughs> all right. I'm going to tell everybody yeah. about the book and everything. Thank you, Rosalind. That's right. Have a great show. <laughs> yeah, okay, thank, thank you, man. Thank you. Okay, Ronnie. Hey, take care, man. Talk to you soon. Okay, buddy. Thank you. Okay, bye, brother. Bye-bye. All right, all right. You, you got you got many friends and new friends coming up. Ken Moore, he's been in the industry for a while as well, and he's um um a music uh, the brother can sing. Uh, he's been with ma- many uh, major um, people in the music industry as well, so that'd be a good connection too, Ronnie. Okay, we got another caller on the line. Caller, give us your name and where you're calling in from. All right, maybe they're just a little silent. That's all right. That's okay. Okay, let's, who's this? Caller, give us your name. Where are you calling in from? This is Morris Heights, calling in from uh, Roland Heights. Hello, sir. How are you? How are you doing? I'm doing great, doing great. Um, this is Ronnie Hudson. Ronnie Hudson's on the line. You have questions or comments for Ronnie? Uh, uh, Ronnie, did you do any, uh, any work with uh, David Porter? I did. Um, <laughs> I did. <laughs> I like you. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> I had the privilege of working with David and uh, yeah. and and Isaac. That was really something. Yeah. That was a treat. Yeah. And yeah. the both of them, uh, many people may not realize, and I bet you you know already that yeah. they were the guys who produced Sam and Dave. It's yes. Yes. That's right. That's right. <laughs> there are many right. people who do who do not know that. And yes. uh, uh, for those, uh, since you 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 brought that up, uh, yes. For those who don't know, uh, there 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 it is. Uh, Isaac Hayes and they report, and they later on uh, they did so well at that record. That yes, they did. Pair, uh, Isaac went on to become the vice president of Stack Records, which many people never got a chance to find out. But he became the vice president, and uh, he and David Porter finally, uh, later on, 
went into the Hall of Fame uh, for for best producers and writers and a whole bunch of stuff they did there. They were responsible for a lot of the hits that actually took place there as back records. So that is a great point and a great figure uh, that that, that uh, you came up with, David Porter. And, uh, <laughs> that's a really good one there. Yeah. Yeah, when, you, when you mentioned no. when you mentioned Isaac, it, it just uh, it just uh, you know because that goes back to my college days and that it. And uh, David Porter's name is not mentioned that much, you know, but uh, he was he was he was, he was, he was great. Well, uh, what I wanted to do, uh, Morris, because I know with, even with yourself, um, you are a great singer. And tell us a little bit about your group and what's coming up with you. Well, right now I'm um, signed to Tri Phoenix Entertainment. Uh, I've been with them. Uh, for about a year now, uh, I was I was asked a year ago to come in and be the lead singer of uh, of a cover band called the Delphonic Experience, and the Delphonics is spelled D E P H O N I C S instead of D E F O N. Okay, and uh, okay. <laughs> I, I I am I am the lead sing I am the lead singer. And so uh, right now we are. Um, let me ask, let me ask Go ahead. you. What uh, part of the world are you? Are you in? Are you in California? I'm in California. Okay. I'm in California. Okay. I'm originally from Niagara Falls, New York. My grounds. Uh, my stomping grounds. <laughs> <laughs> and and, and I, I've been out here. Uh, I've been out here since '83. Uh, uh, since uh, 1983, and uh, since that time, I've. I've uh, opened shows with uh, with Eddie Eddie Kendricks, uh, and in back in New York, I've uh, opened shows for the OJ's and Grand Central Station, the Commodores, uh, the Spinners, uh, Dynamic Superiors, and the, uh, and the Crown Heights Affair. Wait a minute, uh, hold on, rewind, rewind, rewind. <laughs> Dynamic Superiors from Washington yes. D.C. Yes, 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 yes. Bowdoin well, University. Uh, you know, so you know Spam and those guys, right? I I I have met them. I don't know them personally because you know they were so. I was so uh, uh I was young and I was so uh, amazed at the the one stand mic, the Temptation mic, and that whole the whole the whole step, the whole uh the whole choreography. When I uh, opened the show for the uh, uh, OJ's uh, December first, nineteen seventy four, I opened it up with the uh, Love Is Felt Need. Then I did What's Come Over Me, and then I did Shoo Shoo Shine, and I ended it with uh, uh, Heavy Falling Out. Mm. All right. <laughs> yeah, you the man, all right. I have a show coming up in, in uh, December 26th. It's going to be at the Catalina Bar and Grill in Hollywood. Uh, seating capacity is like 235 people. And my my manager should be online right now, Nina Addison. Nina, are you there? Okay. Uh, well, I've got a, quite a few callers on. I'll be getting to them in a minute. I'm going to do the open okay. mic in a minute. Okay. How, how can I get this information? How, how can I... Um, well, Rosalind, I guess maybe I can... Are you doing it, Ronnie? Yes, for sure. 
Ticket, okay. Tickets are being about- sold on Ticketmaster. Ticketmaster, uh, you, you can put in the search column, put in Morris Edward Heights and Friends. And spell Heights. Yeah, H-Y-C-H-E. Right. All right. Very, very good. Okay, well, let me, hold on, Morris. Don't go anywhere because I know I've got uh, callers on the line. Uh, caller, give us your name and where are you calling in from? Hello. Hello. Hi, Rosalind. It's Nina Addison, manager of uh, Tri Phoenix Entertainment. There you are. Morris is looking for you. Hi, Nina. Yeah, I'm here oh. with uh, one of the other singers on the show, Ms. Shiro Stokes. Hi, how are you? Great, great. Hello, Hello, Shiro. (laughs) Do you have a question or comments for Ronnie Hudson? Hello. Ronnie's saying hello. Hey, Ron, how are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. You know what? I just want to say thank you for your contribution to music. You are awesome. And, you know, it's because of people like you that this is the reason why we have such groove and funk and history and all of that kind of stuff. So I just want to say thank you for what you do. You are so welcome. I wish, I, you know, I'm actually coming out with a new song, and this will be the first time that I've ever mentioned it, I believe. Uh, I've got a new song that's going to come out. It's called Lowrider. Oh, and let's see what you okay. <laughs> Let's see what you think after this. And remember, you heard that right here now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right here, around the corner. Nobody else knows this. <laughs> Nobody. Okay. Well, I feel privileged right now. It's an honor to hear this new information. I I I love to hear it. I'm excited to hear about it. Exactly, exactly. Okay, well, thank you, Nina, for calling. And, and stay there if you want to stay there, because we're going to have over mic in a minute, because got, I've got quite a few uh, questions that I want to ask, because we're going to be across the board. But we, uh-oh, well, okay, is that somebody calling for you? <laughs> but we got a caller calling all the way from Georgia. Uh, caller, give us your name and where you're calling in from. And what's your question and comment for Ronnie Hudson? I'm Sandra Velasquez. Hi, Ross. How are you? Hi, Sandra. How are you doing, my sister? Really, really good. Really good. Um, My question for Ron is, um, you know, I'm, you know, the new kid on the block, and I love singing also, and I'm originally from Trinidad and Tobago, but I live here in Atlanta, Georgia. And um, being also a person who does, you know, who is in the industry, does uh, stage plays and sing also. I had to take, um, sit back for a year and kind of relook things to, you know, see where, you know, different things, things I can do differently. And my question is to you, um, through your career, um, have you ever gotten to that point and what was your driving force? What was the thing that kept you driven to, to go beyond the challenges? Uh, you, you know, I have to be honest with you, and that is a very good question. And many people <laughs> have asked that question before. But, you know, things were so differently then than they are now. There, there, mm-hmm. there were, the music industry always had its <laughs> ups and downs. But mm-hmm. it, 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 it was 
easier to to be able to get into the music industry, I think, during those days. You know, with Otis Redding, just for an example, he walked up mm-hmm. to the back studio and knocked on the door, and the security guard said, yes, can I help you? And he said, yeah, I'm here to stay. And they said, well, do anyone here expecting you? And he said, no, but I'm here, and I want to show you what I can do. And do you know they let him in and took him into one of the studios, and that's where he stayed. He became wow. a, a legend. But, see, you can't go knock on the door now. The security guard's not going to let you in, you know. Mm-hmm. And then as far as getting a deal, that's, you know, the, the computer world is here. Um, a person want to get a song, now they just go to the internet, download it. You know, they don't have to pay for it anymore. You know, go to YouTube, listen to it. They got ways how to get it off. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's mm-hmm. so different now. These days, you really have to know someone who knows someone who knows someone. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. is the most difficult thing for me to say to someone that was really trying to get there. But I say this, I, I say to you, never stop. Because networking is one of the best tools that we could ever use to get, be able to get to where we'd like to go. You, 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 it, there's so many network uh, 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 situations that's going on. And what I do, time to time, I'll get off, go on the Internet and I'll look and find out what's going on around town and what network is out there busy giving some kind of network party or something where I get a chance to distribute some of my stuff and, and let people hear it. I, I go to those kind of things even myself, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, and and you know, and sometimes when you do that, somebody hear what you like, or they may pick up a copy of everything that's there on the table, and so you you could easily get a call from someone because mm-hmm. in this place in California, now Georgia, I can't say um, I lived there for a long while myself, but here oh, okay. there's a lot. There's a lot of industries. Uh, you have the movie industry. Here is so different. I've seen people put a flop out there, and some commercial person liked it in the filming industry. And next thing you hear, and so you know, I think. You know, you you have to think differently depending on where you live. And mm-hmm. here, I think you have those opportunities. Uh, I won't say that they come easily, but there mm-hmm. there are a better opportunity, maybe perhaps. Um, sometimes here we're overcrowded with a lot of musicians. Uh, if a bass player says, "I'm going to California," to become uh, number one. That's very possible, but there's a lot of number ones already here. Everybody's a number one musician mm-hmm. I've come across. Mm-hmm. And th- in order to come here with that dream, you want to be that anyway. Mm-hmm. So, mucho talent here. Yes, yes. We, really? we need to use it and develop it. There are many, so many people walking around with no 
way out. And I can say to you that I'm trying to work on a way for people to be able to get their material out and be heard over the radios and things like that. I can say that to you. Uh, I'm just one vehicle working towards Mm -hmm. that. And there are other people that I'm speaking with um, you know, that maybe have some concerns about it. So there are people who, who care about you and what you do and your material and, and the things that you stand for in the music industry. And and there are people that feel, like, that feel as though that you should have a chance to demonstrate your your idea as well as anyone else. But it it's not here yet. Um, it, but there's some relief that is on the way. And until then, I would my advice would be to definitely stay within the network situation. Keep, exactly. Keep Thank you so much. Thank you so much. You're here at T25CL Galaxy Talk Radio here at Roslyn's Corner. We invite you to go to www.t25cl.com and review all the great music out there for independent artists. I mean, we are doing it gigantic. And like Roddy was just saying right now, looking for avenues to get your music out there. T25CL, we got music for independent artists. We have a 24-7 radio station that plays music 24-7. We have independent artists. Ronnie's music is on there, of course, as well as a number of different independent artists, as well as your favorites that are out there as well. And the distribution for independent artists to get your music exposed globally. That's what T25CL is all about. We're all about the independent music artists, and we are a great avenue for those who want to get their music out there on a global scale. Um, okay, don't go nowhere, Sandra, because I've got a question. I've got a main question for everyone, but right now we've got a caller all the way from New York. Caller, give us your name and where you're calling in from. Hi, my name is Lisa, caller from New York, New York. Thanks for taking my call. You're welcome, Lisa. Well, actually, I had a, a comment and a question for Ronnie's husband. It's one really an honor to speak with you, and thank you for what you've contributed to well, the music thank, industry. Thank you for that compliment, and it's, it's uh, good to speak with you also. Thank you. Um, my question is, um, I've heard you discuss a little bit about what motivates you in your art, and I just was wondering about the current political atmosphere. When you talk amongst you and your fellow um, musicians, do you ever feel the need to do something that's a little more political in a way that, I guess, contribute to the community? I I have. have, uh, (laughs) Let me say this to you. The music business in itself, it, of course, we have music. The rest of it, but then you have uh, business, but most of it is political business. There's all, there's so much political stuff that runs inside of the music industry that is incredible. Mm. And uh, it, it, it can be hardcore, as heavy, as, as hardcore as anything, out there, these guys are in the CEO position. They're dealing with some really heavy stuff out there. And uh, 
Let me go ahead, Ronnie. I was saying the CEOs of these guys have difficult tasks these days as well, trying to keep these companies afloat. And and these ready the record labels are not really getting the uh the the the, the the, the type of business that they used to get back in the day. Now the computer world is here, and, you know, it, it takes away from the light of it. But I would say um, that as far as political, uh, <laughs> we even have some of our politicians who are musicians. And a lot of what we do in the music world uh is right it goes right through Washington D C nearly all of it. Uh, we can't do anything without dealing with Washington D C when it comes to forms and paperwork and uh, and all that those sort of things. So yeah, I, I I would say that uh that half of what we do at this business is political. Exactly, exactly. And I think I would, uh, <laughs> What she was saying as well, you know, when you talk about political, we think about the lyrics in our songs that are written. And, I mean, you had um, um, Gil Scott Heron, very political. You had um, a number of artists who um, their music was nothing but about the politics and the um, hardships of that time even now. Uh, and uh, and that would be a question even for myself when you're creating your music um, and thinking politically. What do you, do you ever think about in your lyrics, making it about what's going on in the community and in the the, the, the political arena as a whole? Do you think that if you start doing that, that it will take away from your music or take away from you know the um, I don't know, the great sound of today that you're trying to create. Uh, what do you think? I would say that any artist that, that gets involved in the political field has to be very careful uh, because when you start talking, you're stepping on somebody's toes if you, mm-hmm. if you talk about, when you talk about doing things right, the right way. <laughs> You know, yeah. those. And we have to be certain of how we phrase our lyrics and things like that. But mm-hmm. back in the day, we would have people like James Brown that would say, I'm black and I'm proud. There you go. And that was the beginning of uh, another portion. That's another segment of the political aspect of this, this journey that we're on in the music industry. But those, it was, there was people like him that would say things like that and bring it to our attention, that we are black people, but we are very beautiful black people, and we should be proud of ourselves. And mm-hmm. I think at that, that time we took a look at ourselves and, and we, we saw things a little differently. And mm-hmm. then we would have people like Curtis Mayfield, who, who would, uh, uh, was very political in his, and uh, uh, most, of what he would do, you know, um, uh, quiet as it's kept. He talked about the pusher man, the drug, mm-hmm. we know drug dealer these days, kingpin, 
and and he uh, he addressed those things. He addressed uh, the, the civil rights, and he would put things in there that were, were political. And and so we had uh, several artists who would do that, but they knew how to do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They knew what to say and how much to say, and who to point it at. Exactly. It wouldn't be pointed at one person. It, you know, it would be pointed at whom it was Those lyrics in that form, it, it helps to know how to do that. Yeah. But, uh, we've had artists of that nature, but I never thought of myself as being one of those. Um, perhaps I would have some say-so if I were to, to, to uh take a, you know, go that route, uh, I'm certain I would have listeners, people who would pay attention. But mm-hmm. I've never actually thought about going there myself. Uh, to some degree, I did go there with a song, the West Coast Pop Lot. <laughs> and, uh, and there was sort of a, a industry political move because the L.A. poppers were arguing and, and the lock, L.A. lockers were saying that the that you know what they was doing was what, what was up, and the poppers were saying what they were doing. That's what really was up. So I made a song called "The West Coast Pop Lock" and solved the whole problem. We never heard anything else about it. Mm-hmm. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. You put it in the same pot. Well, all the political moves like that that you make, but on the uh, upper scale, you, you need to know what you're doing. If you know how to do that, then fine. You don't want to step on the wrong toes. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay, we have a caller from Southern Cal. Caller, give us your name and where you're calling in from. Hey, Hello? Hello? Oh, this Hello? is Satina. I wasn't sure if I was on or not. Oh, oh, hi, Satina. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> well, great to have you. Great to have you, my sister. Thank you. Great. Well, what's your question and your comment for Ronnie? Okay. Well, I'm really into um, music history and preserving and carrying down the tradition of African-American music. And my question for Ronnie is, um, Ronnie, you made such a big impact in the industry over many, many years, um, going all the way back from Stax Records to the West Coast Pop Lock and all of the things that you're doing and performing right now. And I heard about that new song that you're working on also, <laughs> which we're all really excited to. Um, we'll be excited once it um, hits the streets. But my question for you is this. Um, since you have such a legacy in music, are there any artists that you have worked with that you're currently working with um, who you see yourself as passing the torch down to? Good question. Um, <laughs> hmm, boy, <laughs> what a question. That's a good one. Um, you know what? If if I could be honest in saying this, um, and I'm going to say this over the air, and to you, Satina, you have the ability to take it over. Really. <laughs> And do it right. Hey, cool. <laughs> I say that to you because I know you like that. 
<laughs> I can't say that about anybody else. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Thank you. And, Thank and, you. I really appreciate that. And you do have the ability to do that. Thank you, Ronnie. <laughs> All right. Very good. Very good. That was a great comment and great question as well. <laughs> you two are a great team. <laughs> okay. Thanks so much, Rosalind. Oh, you're so welcome, sweetie. Thank you for calling in. Okay. All right. Now, Ronnie, we have some questions on the chat board for you. And then, um, Morris, are you still there? I'm still here. Morris, still there. Um, I, 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 I've got a question for for all of you in a minute, but, but and it's going to pertain to the music that you're singing and how it's affecting our world. Because um, Ronnie, with your involvement and the great uh, the credits that you have with your involvement with the movie Straight Outta Compton, right. I mean that's just so phenomenal. But um, um, there were some questions on the chat board I want to ask. Then we'll, we'll come back to your questions, but, but let's go to the chat board because um, they want to take it back to a spin because a question was asked. It was, um, what is the difference between a great bass player and just a good bass player? Ronnie? Um, <laughs> that's a good question. Because um, there's so many different bass players that have different styles, and and there are bass players that I love to sit and listen to. And many people don't know, but there are bass players who can play uh, uh, up-tempo songs, jazz, and stuff like that at at an excellent pace. Uh, And then there are musicians who can play the R&B music, the old school, new school. And there's so many different styles So when you hear a song, you like to hear it colored really, really nice with a, uh, with a smooth and, and, and a bass uh, pattern that tells a story that you can feel. Mm. And there's a lot of them these days, a lot of people like that, that I love to listen to, including myself. Yeah, because I was going to ask you that. I was going to ask you that because I know there's many types of, of bases, but uh, a question was asked about a name, uh, some of the top five bass players in the world, and I know you'd be number one, but who would be the other four besides Marcus? Marcus uh, knows best. We, but we, we, we have some great outstanding bass players, Ray Brown, uh, uh, then Stanley Clark and uh, just so many really top-notch uh, guys. They all play different styles of music. Um, maybe perhaps I, I, I could play some of their stuff and they could play mine, but we, he can't play mine like I play it, and I can't play <laughs> his like he plays. So we have to like each other for what we do, you know, our styles and, and music. But there are some recognized bass players out there, and what people say quite often uh, I received a trophy, and they said the best bass player in the world presented to Ronnie Hudson, and it just made me feel so so good. But I know I'm not the best bass player in the world, but that was their way of explaining and, and, and showing their appreciation of what they thought of me, 
as, as and they know I'm not the best in the world, but <laughs> that's their way of showing me their appreciation, how much they appreciate me for the work that I've done and what I'm continuing to do. And I, I love that from people. Yeah, it's, 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 yeah that was a, a, another question that someone asked. It says, are the styles of bass playing definable, or is it just the way that they, they play? But uh, can you say some little bit of both? Because even though it's definable, it's just the way they play that makes them, makes them defined. Yeah, there's, there's uh, guys out there who play recording sessions. Most of them, that's all they do. And they fine-tune themselves to being able to play recordings. They know how soft and how hard to hit the strings. There's a lot of technique to play in the studios. We just don't go in there and pick up the instrument and start playing. There's rules to to playing in there. Um, there's rules that you can break, but those rules are still inside of some kind of guidelines. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it it's pretty much like that. And and we go in there and we color these songs as bass players, and we make them really say something. You know, and sometimes. What you make it say is simple. It doesn't have to necessarily be, um, you know, the most difficult bass pattern in the world. It can be something really simple that really makes the song, and that's what good bass players, they can go in there and make that determination. They can determine what kind of pattern to put with songs, and that's what they get paid for. Now, some of us, we hear songs, and we hear it already recorded on the radio and stuff, and we learn it from the radio. That's pretty simple. Well, for some of us it is. But just imagine the person who actually sat there and made the bass pattern happen, who actually put it together. It wasn't so simple for that person. So Mm -hmm. those are the things that go into being able to become an outstanding bass player or recording bass player anyway. Some bass players, some are well-known through playing with artists and things like that, you know. Yes, uh, yes. Okay, yeah. But uh, let's take that because you're you're hitting on a few key points there, Ronnie, because you're talking about the styles and the way they play and and, and how it defines them. Uh, But think about let's think about in the in the uh, business of music. And the question was asked: What has been the greatest challenge of your coming from the Isaac Hayes, the Isaac Hayes era? And to now, and that would be a good question for Morris because Morris, you and Ronnie have a connection right there, and, <laughs> uh, and I want to I want to bring it out there because that both of you come from the same stomping grounds it seems like because you guys know people, so from and I and I want you to ask uh, answer this as well, Morris, from the from the time when you were young and you were and you knew all these uh, these great people coming up. But you were still making your own uh, path in the world of music. Tell us the difference between in the music industry uh, from then to now. Um, what are the challenges that you see in the music industry today? And maybe we can ask Morris, and then I'm going to ask you, Ronnie. Well, let me first say, uh, let me let me piggyback on, on Ronnie. Uh, uh, you know, when I 
look at a bass player and the bass players I've seen over the years from coming from the Niagara Falls Buffalo area, you know, it's it's just the way they move their mouth and they thump that bass, you know, that I could tell that's a bad <laughs> bass player right there, okay? I was with this band uh, a year ago, and uh, the bass player uh, uh, I was with, and, and he was thumping his, and he was moving his mouth, and he was thumping his thing, and I said, man, you, you play like those guys back in Buffalo. He said, I'm from Buffalo. You know, I say, whoa. I say, okay, uh, well, you know. <laughs> I, I said, and his name is Stormy, you know, and he's a bad boy. But uh, I agree with Ronnie. Uh, things were easier back in the day as far as getting a deal because a lot of artists would, they didn't know the business. And just to get signed, I mean, just to get their song on the radio, they would come almost give up everything. You know, they didn't. They didn't have. They didn't know the the the. You know, uh, not to give up your masters and this and that and da 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 da. And now that exactly. uh, now it's so it, it is so political. You you got to know somebody. You want to go through with a. You know, you want to you want to get a deal with the lawyer. The lawyer is gonna make the deal. I mean, back in I I've been through Motown with Full of Gordy and and uh, 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 Janie Bradford and. And, and so many different artists and stuff that I've done it on my own with somebody else, but it, it, it's a little harder right now. And then, you know, uh, even appearing on the voice and, and, and auditioning for the voice. Okay. They're, they, they're looking for the youth. Okay. They're looking for the youth, you know, where they can, you know, uh, groom and, and, and they can make more money, longevity, you know, but, you know, uh, older artists, you never say never, you know, you can, I mean, what Lou Rawson didn't really make it to in the top until what he's in his forties, almost in his fifties, you know. So, yeah, and he had been singing a long time, you know. And, and, what about uh, what, what about Fred Sanford? He made it when he was oh, what sixty five. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. See, see, 65. you know, that's right. That's right. That's right. And that's really something. But you got to own what you do, you know. I, 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 you have to own your craft. You got to own it because a lot of times we are our own worst enemy. We, we won't, we won't step out because we're afraid of rejection. But you got to own what you do. You got to own it. it is, is this what you yeah, do? You, then do it. Yeah, you, you know. You, you, you're hitting all the stuffs, brother. You're hitting <laughs> all of them. Yes, sir. And and see, we think that this stuff's supposed to jump up. This guy told me, "Man, I got these songs." And I, I said, well, what you going to do with him? He said, man, I'm looking to make a deal. And so he gets a deal with one of the majors, which they're not even giving deals these days. So he's lucky right, enough to right. get a deal with one of them. Right. And uh, things don't look right to him. So he said, well, I'm just going to pack up my stuff and go. I don't like the way this contract looks. Yes, that's right. <laughs> right? That's right. So, that's so right. He, so he left. But, but these days what we have to do, is play the game with the industry. That's right. We have to let them know that we know that the contract is 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 all about them. So what we do, we take the contract with us, which many of us don't think about. But we take it with us. We take it to an attorney, and we get the thing changed. And we we run it off the way we would like it, and then we take it back to the guy that gave it to us, and he looked at it, he smiled, and he said, "Okay, you got a deal." That's called negotiating. That's right. That's right. That's we, right. We, we don't suppose to get angry and upset to have right. the contract walk out. 
That's, That's what right. I saw recently. What about people do recently? That's right. And I'm going like, whoa, boy, this guy walked out on a major deal. That's right. He'll never, probably never get another one. <laughs> and it was just That's incredible. Right. But we have to remember when things don't look right in these contracts, don't get upset. Fix it. That's get right. your attorney to fix it at where it'll be 50 50, and That's then right. present that. To the the company, and then they see you know the game like they do. Is there right. somebody guy? He looks at it, he smiles. <laughs> yeah, hey, they, they, these people are all right. Yeah, he's That's not right. being cheated, and you're not. So there's nothing to stop you guys from going forward. That's right. That's mm, right. Exactly. All right. Very good. I mean, that was great. That was great. I mean, that was so informative, and so many people are going to take that to the bank. Um, we have uh, some questions on the chat board here um, that's um, a little controversial because they're going to ask. They're asking questions, and the question is asked is, why does most rap music talk about sex and money? And I'm not going to say the words they're saying on here. It was sex and money. Would you consider yourself, uh, well, that's a different question. Let's go here. Because um, the, uh, the, the chat board, I guess, had uh, known a few uh, rappers and even some of the old school rappers um, used to talk about life and the stuff around considering about life. But now... Rap is all about, you know, sex and money. Um, young girls, you know, giving themselves, uh, you know, um, all, everything hanging out and leaving nothing to the imagination. Um, so what do you think has, what has happened with that? Now it's, it's, it's just, you know, about the blue. You know, we, have, we have fads out here on the West Coast, New York, everywhere. We have fads. And what happens is that somebody one day comes along and says, you know, I got cash money, money on the line. And you think about this. Every song I've ever heard that had had money in it was a hit. How about you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. Every that song, even from way back in the day. That's right. You're loving... Well, how'd it go? Your loving, give me such a thrill, but your love won't pay my bills. I need money. (laughs) 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 So, I guess we we settled that one. (laughs) Any song that you do about money makes money. And these kids, they found it out. That's right. And and it's a fad. It's a style. Now, somebody will come along after a while and change it, but they got to come with something real tough. Real, it's got to be something real hit that hits really strong, and then it a change to whatever that person. You know, one person, one guy told me he says, "I've never seen a song like the West Coast Pop Lock." I said, well, he said, I've never seen anything like that. I said, well, I said, why would you say that? He said, because I've never seen a song affect the whole entire West Coast. He said, I've never seen one song do that before. So that sent me in a direction 
Are we still there? Yes, go ahead. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought my phone was, <clears throat> excuse me, I think it's getting ready to, let me hold on. Oh, wait, 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 wait. That's okay, but you know while you while you're doing that though, I, I uh, there's an uh, a guest online who is very concerned because uh, this individual they teach school and he says and he says that their students buy buy into uh, uh buy into it in other words the, the sex and the cash uh you know money and cash for you know in the music and think that that is more important than school. I mean, do you mm-hmm. find that? You find that they, they, you know, they always say, you know, button cash, but uh, there's so many. Uh, like, um, like you said, Buster Rhymes used to talk about getting an, ed- an education. Nowadays, you don't even hear that with rappers and and these young rappers and hip hop and you know people coming up. They're not talking about getting an education. I don't know if that's all rappers because I myself, I you know, I don't, I'm not sure, but um, yeah. majority. You think about that. The, the, the thing is, I've learned. When you meet these guys who make these songs, they're nothing like what you hear on the radio. Most of them, these guys are very intelligent. Very intelligent. Yep. Very. Have gone very to school, great business minds, young people who are very skillful at what they do. They see what's out there that makes money, and they all jump on it. But more than just the money, they want the fame, the popularity to go along with it. They want that really bad. So if they're making a few dollars and they're getting the popularity, that's great. But there's a skill to this, these things that they do, too. They really know how to do it. It's not just junk out there. Um, a lot of it I listen to, and, you know, when you you you, you meet the person themselves, it's just they're not you you're wondering if you got the right guy. <laughs> this guy's talking intelligently and he's got a suit on and a tie and just a whole different game than what you expected. So it's a more of a fad, something that kids like and they they see it makes money in itself and they stay on it. And uh but Got, there's a song on there now where this guy said, I ain't never did this before, no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, all, right. all right. Well, we got to do have another comment. I ain't going to say no more. I ain't going to say no more. Carla, give us your name where you calling in from. Are you there, Carla? Yeah, hello there. Hello, I'm here. I'm here. This is Former Marvin Gaye backup singer here online with you. Al Borders, aka Doc Silky Scratch. How's everybody? Hey, how you doing? Oh, man. How you doing? Hey. I'm, how y'all doing? I'm great, bro. To hear you cats rapping and talking about the the business, man. I was just taking it all in as you were sort of uh, dialoguing there about it. Um, I heard something earlier that was very stimulating and thought provoking, and that was um, one of your brothers saying how we have to own our own. We have to own be be. be. 
Okay, Doc, you're, you're cutting up there, Doc. Um, oh, I, I couldn't can understand I, it. Can you understand it, Ronnie? I couldn't can you understand it. I couldn't oh, understand okay. it. Okay, we can't understand you, uh, Doc. You might might want to call back in on a, a, a different line because you're breaking yeah, up. Oh, I'm sorry. Call back yeah, in. I'm call back, back in, Doc. I'm, call back I'm, in. I'm back in. All right. All right. All right. Um, but uh, you know, while we're on this main on this vein, because uh, um, I know Nina, are you there? And yeah, I'm still uh, here. Nina, is this? And I know that I want to get an input from you, and I want to get an input from my sister Sandra there in Georgia, because I know even with you now, with my sister Sandra in Georgia, I know you're a minister, uh, you sing the word, and I know that's one thing that Ryan's getting into as well, uh, doing uh, some gospel uh, coming up soon. But we think about um, the young people today, even with my guest, who's very concerned about uh, their students, because he says it's hard, uh, it's hard. Uh, to, uh, you know, really get them to listen because uh, they tell their students to go to college and they think that, that you know, they want to get the quick pay, you know, without doing the hard work in school. Um, they teach you in a city district and, and they're convinced to getting money and women will make them successful. This is what's being portrayed in some, not all, of the rap music today. And, I mean, Wow. Uh, straight out of Compton, and I know some of the songs that from there, I mean, they were hardcore, but they was to the heart. Today, can you, and we'll start with Georgia, because I know you're, you're, you're on, on the time, you're down in Georgia. Let me ask you this, Sandra. Um, when you talk about uh, your safety, see that with some of the young students or the young people that you are surrounded with, are they really influenced so much so with the music today, trying to get a quick buck rather than getting an education and making that success last a little longer? Yes, yes, they um, definitely so. They, you know, they want the, you know, the quick money, quick success and Yes, and, you know, education, I believe, should be first because if you're going to write, if you love to write, you're going to have to know how to spell, you know. So um, education definitely is first. And, um, but, yes, they're trying to, you know, skip classes, you know, trying to, you know. Um, I know one guy, you know, he did everything to get his son to stay in school and, he was like, no, I'm going to be rich. I want to, I want to do music. He would steal. He would break into car companies and doing all of the wrong, wrong things to achieve this goal instead of doing what should be first, which is stay in school. And um, I really um, appreciate what um, Ronnie said and how they are trying to come together to help the young artists because mm-hmm. um, some of them will need to hear, you know, you could do this, but you need to have things in perspective. You know, get your education because once you have that, it will always be with you. And then, you know, go forward in these areas. So that was, you know, I really, really appreciate him here. Um, appreciate hearing um, him say that because, like, you know, me, I'm 54 years old. I've been singing since the age of three, and I'm now getting ready to do my CD at 54. 
So it takes time, but when you get out there, you have sense. You can sing the right songs. And even with the challenges, you would know how to basically overcome the challenges. And when we have um, mentors like, like Ronnie Hudson and some of the other people on the line, then, you know, they can steer us. And now being old and being more mature, you know how to listen. You know, you don't want to look at a person who's been in the industry for, you know, 30 years and 50 years and then tell them, well, I know what I'm doing. You know, you have the sense, mm-hmm. you have the intelligence to say, you know what, yes, I'll do. And you're humble and you do exactly, you follow instructions and then that can help you, uh, you know, to truly be successful. So sometimes it takes time, but definitely they want the quick fix, and it's no quick fix. Yes, yes. Okay, Nina, I'm going the same question to you. I'm sorry? I'm, I'm giving the same question to you. Well, I think that the kids of today, they want quick money, but then they don't want to deal with the quick consequences that come with that. So mm-hmm. I think that while our musicians, they have the opportunity to do what Gil Scott Heron did. He created message music that was powerful and made you think. Even in some small degrees, Jay-Z and some of the other rappers of today, they're doing the same thing. Um, I'd like to give our other guest, Shiro Stokes, who's singing on the show with Morris, I'd like to give her an opportunity to uh, – answer that question as well, if you wouldn't mind. Of course, sure, I'd love to. Go ahead. You know, a lot of the kids today are really built up on facts and things that are really trendy. But back in the day when, you know, real music was really happening, it wasn't about trend, it was about real life and writing about real stories and lifestyles and things that, you know, rappers were really experiencing, people were really experiencing. And I'm not saying that today they're not experiencing some of those things and not writing about them, but we were forced to use our talent more so than we are now. A lot of things are computerized, a lot of things are synthesized and all of that kind of stuff. But back in the day, we didn't have that. We really had to be live, up first, you know, close and personal, and we had to be real with it because back in the day, there was no going around corners. There was no trying to um, sugarcoat anything. It was like either you keep it real, that's what we accept, that's what we receive, that's what we want, you know. Now today, it is about the quick money because everything is flashing, the diamonds, the cars, you know, mm-hmm. the computers, mm-hmm. the technology. So everybody's into the bling and all of that, whereas before it wasn't even about that. It was about your craft. It was about being successful, investing, and doing what your talent brought forth for you to excel and continue to ride in this business to create a legacy. That was our purpose back then. Exactly, exactly, exactly. That could not have been better said, Shara. I really appreciate that. Um, uh, go ahead, Ronnie, your comment on that. Um, I mean, I definitely agree. Um, there's not much to say. I think she summed it up. <laughs> Excuse me. And uh, I mean, she just summed it all up. We're, we're, we're yeah. saying the same thing. We're on mm-hmm. the same page, definitely. 
Exactly, exactly. Okay, before we wrap up our show, I know it's getting a little late here. Um, we do have a late caller called her always from New Jersey. Um, can you give us your name and where you're calling from? Uh, yes, hi, Alex. I'm calling in from New Jersey. Hi, Alex. Oh, great having you on tonight. What's your question and comment for our, our, our guest tonight, Ronnie Hudson? Or just a comment on what's been t- uh, taking place in the past few minutes? Okay. Um, well, I was just um, listening in. I came in on the late end, um, but I did want to ask um, Ronnie if he could impart some of his knowledge on the new artist of today. Um, what would what what is one thing he would tell them? I would, you know, the hardest thing these days. <clears throat> nearly everyone I meet. It's not about having the best material anymore. Nearly everybody that I meet, they have very good material. It's about getting the material out and getting it played, promotional Mm -hmm. aspect. And Mm -hmm. that is the most difficult part of... Excuse me. That's the most difficult part of getting your song out there and getting it heard. And, uh, I mean, we can repeat songs 24-7, but that promotional part of getting them heard is, uh, can be very difficult. There's so many rules that goes with it uh, and so much money. Uh, it's just hard to do unless you have someone who's willing to do distribution and some of the difficult things that those tasks uh would be in, your, in the way. But if you can find that, and this is what we look for in record labels, but uh, some of them can't really Okay. Okay, if you, uh, we got a little noise in the background. If you could just mute your mm-hmm. phone if you uh, got noise in the background. Go ahead, Ronnie. I'm sorry. I couldn't. Yeah, I, I, I pretty much completed what I was Thing about that. All yeah. right. Now, I think we're trying to try to get Doc back in here. Doc, you are you there? Yeah. Can you can you hear? Me? <laughs> oh wait. Are you there? Go ahead, Doc. Can you hear me now? Yeah, we can hear you wonderful, now. Wonderful. <laughs> wonderful. Okay. <laughs> All right. Before we wrap up our show, uh, go ahead and give us your questions and or, or comments for Ronnie Hudson tonight. Absolutely. Just kudos to uh, Ronnie. And all of the uh, work that you've done, man, and uh, I applaud you highly. And to, uh, you know, just uh, be pushing on and doing all of the things that, that we all as artists are doing to to uh, use our gifts and our crafts, man. It's, you know, it, as you said, it's a challenge. It, it is uh, not easy as far as the whole thing uh, is concerned because it's such a, a, broad, a broad thing. Uh, but as we were speaking earlier, someone uh, spoke on the fact of, of, you know, giving and, and having your own, giving back through having your own. And this is what we're endeavoring to do over here at our small label. We have a little label we're starting called Sote Records, S-O-T-E, which stands for Sounds of Time Eternal Records. We have some product that we know uh, will 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 say, will speak for itself uh, uh, as time goes on. But it's, as you say, get the promotional part of trying to get it heard, and that's what we're really trying to do. Uh, and uh, it's it's coming together, but uh, as you say, it takes takes a lot of time, you know. Mm-hmm. And what's the name yeah. of your record? What's, what's 
the name of the label? It's called Sote. It stands for Sounds of Time Eternal Records. And uh, uh, Rosalind has one of our uh, some of our work here on, on as well as we we're we're in the process of uh, doing another. CD. She, we have you know real varied stuff, and God really allows. And she you has know, some. She has some of your music as well. Yes. 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 I, I like yes. to listen and to. So, Mm-hmm. Okay, wonderful, wonderful. We'll make that happen. Now, I'll I'll be in touch, to, uh, Ronnie. What? How are we going to do it? Uh, stop it! Stop it, then. Okay, right. very good. Okay, right. So yeah, but anyway, uh, obviously, you know, I would I would you know definitely want you to check it out as well, man. You know, we feel pretty proud about it. So we just like to say, let it speak for itself, and uh, it'll go from there. You know, but uh, you know, uh, but owning your own, having your own publishing. Uh, uh, your own, uh, you know, the tools that you need to do and, and move forward with uh, with your own product. And this is, we worked fervently at this for quite some time now, man. I was blessed to be lead backup vocalist with Marvin and uh, I did some, you know, and it's just, uh, I, I, I love the surrounding, you know, the greats and, the, the, the you know, uh, those of us who've been allowed to really have something to offer. So I just look forward, man, and I'd love to uh, have you uh, check it out, you know, and get and get with you, whatever, and just you know, we connect as a family. We are family. We're we're part of one work, you know, designed by him, you know, by the by the creator. There you go. That's, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, thank you, so Doctor. Yeah, I'm happy to always uh, uh share and talk. You know, call in as well, Roger. We have some dynamite guests and, and especially tonight as well. No, of course. Thank you so much, Doc. I appreciate it. Yeah, my pleasure. My Thank you for your call and your contribution. Before we wrap up tonight, um, you know, I want everybody to have their last question and comments, but of course we have uh, none other than Chief Andre Warren on the line, so I better I better move him, uh, unmute him so he can... <laughs> <laughs> Get the, the so I got a guy to get him on the line. So, Andre Ward, are you there, sir? The West is woke. I mean, yeah, there he is. <laughs> I couldn't yeah. miss the show tonight with Brother Ronnie on the line. How you doing, my good brother? <laughs> How you doing, my brother? How are you? That is always a pleasure to uh, speak with you, man, and and happy anniversary. We've been knowing you now for what about one year now, a little bit over one year, and yeah, so right, man, it's, right about uh, there, yeah, right about there. Yeah, yeah, right yeah. yeah. I'm gonna say it right here on the airways tonight. I want to thank Brother Ricardo Scales. Uh oh. making it all happen. <laughs> Yeah, Ricardo, he is uh, definitely. Uh, yeah, somebody. Right. Go ahead. Yes, you got to mute somebody. Yeah. But uh, yeah. there's always there's something we haven't mentioned yet. Go ahead. And, um, yes. I'd like to bring this up to you guys. Uh, a few weeks ago, I was. Uh, Awarded, uh, had a, a uh, 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 I guess I think, uh, lucky enough to have won a, a Grammy. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I've been reading about it. Yeah, and uh, 
thanks to Dr. Dre, he put it out there and, and uh, <clears throat> let the world know that, uh, you know, there was a Grammy that I had won and picked up on. So this is to let everyone else know, and for those who are interested, uh, there's a, 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 a column on Facebook on my page, Ronnie Hudson, and they can go there, and they can actually see uh, the the write up from Rolling Stone magazine and so forth and so forth. The more good news is that another Grammy right now. Yes, yes, he's up for another Grammy. Mm. Oh, the, movie, the movie itself is up for Grammy and for two other awards as well. Best movie of the of the year and and uh, and a few others. Yes. yes. Congratulations, Super. brother! Congratulations. Super. Super. Yeah. Super. Yeah. Yeah. Super. Way to go! All right. So what I want to do is I want to wrap it up because I'm just getting a little late. Um, well, I'm sorry. Real quick. Real, real quick. Real quick, I, I just want to say, you know, that, you know, just listen to Ronnie t- tonight and, and, and definitely Doc on several occasions. You know, you, you reach back, you know, a few generations here because, you know, I, I call them seasoned artists. And just like Ronnie uh, touches back all the way to Isaac A and you know, Doc touches back to Barney A. And, uh, because it's uh, noise in the background. Go ahead, Andre. And Brenda Lee Edgar uh, with Jerry Butler and Charles Small going back to West Montgomery. And, and all of these are, are artists that are here with the T25CL family. And we we need to do something. We'll, we'll get our heads together on this, Ronnie and Doc. And, um, you know, this stuff needs to be documented. And so that we can have uh, the history of this and, and all the people you guys have reached out to and touched all these uh, years. And so, but it's just an idea that came up just, just listening to you, brothers. And that's one of the great things that we've experienced here over the past few years at uh, T25CL Entertainment and Galaxy Talk Radio are the mm-hmm. artists uh, that. Um, that reached back to the 70s and the 80s, and I think we've had some that even gone back to the 60s as well. We can't leave out another person. We can get more than that, too. Right. Yeah, yeah man. So yeah. We need to put a film together to, to document all you guys and the accomplishments uh, that you guys have done and the lives that you've touched. Well, man, that's so... That's wonderful for you to say, Andre. This is Doc for one minute again, just chiming back in here, man, it's, it just touches my spirit to hear, you know, uh, brothers like yourself and sisters like Rosalind that know and, and are helping us artists get our artistry out even more. So, but but uh, as a matter of fact, uh, we're pre- preparing right now to conclude and finish up uh, a tune that I'm going to be getting to the station here this coming, this coming week, man. It's a Christmas song that we've been working on called No Day Like Christmas. <laughs> And uh, so we we moving forward, and we. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Kudos, kudos, man, to all the work and the phenomenal stuff you've been doing. 
right. Thanks, Doc. Thanks, Doc. Okay. My um, pleasure. You, you have any last words, uh, Morris? i just like to say, uh, Ronnie, uh, it's been a pleasure talking to you, and I hope that uh, you can come to my show on December 26th, Catalina Bar and Grill in Hollywood. Okay. I don't know if you live here in, in California uh, or, or not, but it's an 830 show. <laughs> <laughs> actually, actually, I do live here, and I live right in the valley here. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Yeah, All right. I'm a, I'm a call, almost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, my sister from Atlanta, thank you so much for holding on so long and enjoying the show. Uh, do you have any last comments or questions for Ronnie tonight, my sister Sandra? I just want to say thank you so much for what you've done and what you're doing. And um, just um, I'll make sure Roz, she has my information. Remember us. I'm more in the gospel field, but I also like singing songs with good uh, messages um, that might not be gospel. Mm-hmm. And um, that can really reach and touch people's hearts, you know, give them some, um, you know, some hope. So please remember us. But thank you so much for the vision that you have. Thank you. I will remember, and let me say this to you. Uh, I have a gospel CD that that I'm putting together. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. Uh, actually, it, it's a contemporary gospel, mm-hmm. and um, um, I've been told that some of it is really good, So, but that's to be determined by the people, you know, the, the audience. But uh, I am preparing to... to get a gospel CD out. And uh, I'd I like love it myself, raised in the church. So uh, that's, that's Great. like very well. <laughs> Great. I look forward to hearing that. Okay, great. Thank you so much again. Thank you, Sister Sandra. Thank you, Roz. Thank you. You are so welcome. Okay, Nina and uh, Charlotte, you have any last comments for uh, Ronnie? Okay. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Actually, um, I look forward to seeing you there, Ron, on December 26th. You know, I'm going to see you there. I know it. I'm claiming it right now in the name of Jesus, and you know what that means. When we amen, amen. Thank you so much again for your contribution. I will be there as well with Morris, and we are going to turn it out. We're going to have a good time. We're going into 2006 um, on a bang, and 2016 is going to be epic. So we're going to bring it in with joy, happiness, love, peace, and all of that great stuff. So we Come on. Everybody there. That sounds wonderful. That sounds great. Yeah. Okay, well, you know, I'll, let me know. Uh, give, I'll get the information from uh, Rosalind and I will certainly do it my ever left you know, my very best. All right. Okay, Morris. Do you have any last uh comments or questions for Ronnie before I go to the chief? Uh Ronnie, uh thank you for bringing back the memory of uh, David Porter. You know, uh, uh yes, he, he 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 uh, you when I when I mentioned your name and you just it just clicked with you, 
When you mentioned Isaac Hayes, because I, I was in college, I, I got into David Porter when I was in college, you know, so, and after the, in the, in the 70s, and so not, not, and not a whole lot of people, you know, because I was on the East Coast, and so a lot of people didn't, didn't know about, about him, but when I mentioned his name, you knew exactly who I was talking about, you know, so. Uh, yeah. and, and guess Thank what? You. I'm from the East Coast, too. As well as I'm known here in California, I'm actually from Washington, D.C. Oh, yes. okay, okay. And I used to play with Chuck Brown when I was there. We used to play oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I, I, I started playing on that a song he did called Bustin' Loose. Yeah, oh, okay. No. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, I probably have played on a, quite a few hits that you guys, if you remember any of the old school stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Remember the Jewish song, I Don't Want to Be Right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's Ronnie. Yes, yes. Ronnie. <laughs> wow, that is so great. My God, it's just, um, this is just phenomenal. Uh, I mean, this is great. Well, Chief, do you have a last comments or questions for Ronnie tonight before I I have Ronnie close it out? Uh, I don't I don't want to drain the brother anymore. He's been on about an hour and a half now, <laughs> and so I don't want to drain him anymore. I was hoping to hear from Sticks tonight, but I guess he didn't call in. Uh, so give give the brother the, the the greetings from all of us here, uh, Chief. I here. may be able to help out with that on Sticks. <laughs> Uh, uh, give me a second, and because uh, he sure wanted to get on it. Hey, I can't, I can't get Sticks in the club. He's playing. <laughs> oh, okay. We'll, we'll catch and, him on the next time around. And uh, and uh, I'm gonna go in there, and they're having a jam session. I'm gonna take my face in there and see what I can do. All right, very good. Well, Ronnie, thank you so much. Um, did you have any more question or comment, uh, Andre? No, I hope, I'm sorry. Um, I hope to see you uh, pretty soon, Ronnie. I should be down there fairly soon. Okay, that sounds okay. great. And uh, thanks uh, to all of you guys. I love you all. And I'm certain we'll all get a chance to talk again. Uh, yes, sir. Special. Well, everybody, thank you for joining me here at TTC. Have a little quiet there. I know Ronnie's going to start to do his jam session there at Norwood. Um, but we want to thank everyone for joining us tonight here at T25CL Galaxy Talk Radio here at Rosalind's Corner. And we just want to thank everyone for joining me tonight. I'm sorry. And just go to our website. Like I said, it's at www.t25cl, Galaxy Talk Radio. We also have our show on Monday night with Compton Politics with Lorenzo Elvis Murphy. We also have our show on Tuesday nights with uh, Brenda, I'm sorry, Barbara McGee with uh, Straight Talk from the High Brush up there at the penthouse. All right, so without further ado, I want to thank everyone for joining us, especially Ronnie Hudson. Uh, 
I'll let him go ahead on. So everybody, without further ado, I will say we'll count down five, four, three, two, one. Three, two, one. Thanks, Roger. Good night. Good night, everybody. Good night. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, Ronnie, I'll get you. I'll get your info and get you something out there to you, man. All right. Bye, bye. All right now. Bye, bye.